So Rare Scores Green shows officially a teen. It's episode Lucky 13. Alec, how you doing? I don't know if the pa- the claps are picking up on the mic, but I like that. The uh, the only thing I am a little concerned oh, come about, on. I will say. No, 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 no. You're good. Oh, that was oh. awesome. The That's fact that we're on. in the teens, though, are you coming up with a different rhyme each week or what's Oh, yeah. No, what's no. Strategy? Okay. No, the teen, you can only use it once. How, who would I be if I just use the same rhyme for the next? Yeah, that, like, that was the only thing I was I was no, hoping you didn't no. waste the uh, the good one right off the bat. But no, we're we're good. We're back. It's a new year. I um, haven't talked to you since last year. It's crazy. Dude, but, it's been a whole uh, year. I actually I missed you, dude. It's been a whole year. What the hell? Yeah, it, it felt weird without a show last week. Um, dude, it, it I got was to ghosted. Wednesday or Thursday. I, I was ghosted. looking at my card swap and I was like, oh, cool. I can do this. And it's like, wait, I don't have to wait for like later tonight because there's no episode this week. So it just felt felt kind of empty last week without it but but we're back and uh, it's it's I'm excited. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I Oh my god. We'll we'll talk about that. I completely just I remembered what we forgot on that vacation when we were on load management, but we'll bring that up. But I wanted to introduce somebody who is joining us for the first episode of this year, New Year, New Me. We have a sober OG YouTuber. I don't know where the life is. Because it feels like this man is always streaming, live streaming. I'm sure you've seen it because he's always on. Quinny, 3001. Welcome to the Silver in the States basketball. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, mate. Thanks for having me. What a rhyme. Hey. Love it. Look, hey. And I echo what Alec is saying as well. Like I've seen this before with, um, I'm sure you guys catch that Extra Time podcast, you know, the MLS one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, Weeby, he got into the habit of doing a haiku for a while. And, oh, really? Uh, it didn't take long before it became a noose around his neck. So be careful with uh, <laughs> with, with how you tread with this because... <laughs> it, it, I think we're only, I think we're only like five episodes in. So it's it's still fresh. Once once uh, we get the word that the followers are just like, and the listeners are just dropping through the floor, then all right, we'll switch it up. But for now, it's like Alex's reaction was like super hype. He used to hype me up and now it's just like a, oh. Like a little, little, little golf clap, <laughs> little fingertip clap. Like, all right, I can already feel uh, it. Well, I think it was it was either episode, I guess it was eight or nine. It was one of like the, the, it was the second or third one that you started with the rhymes and like, it was a perfect 10. And from there, like, not that they've been bad, but like, I just keep holding that high expectation for it. And it's, you'll get back to it. I, you know I why? Because it was unintentional. It was totally exactly. unplanned. It was just like, it just came out and it just worked. But obviously they're forced and tried and. They're not really working. Not so whatever the process, you got this, <laughs> dude. It's fine. Enough about me, because y'all making me, <laughs> y'all making me a little self-conscious. Quinny, you're so rare, OG. Some people you. may Close know about you. So. You're more on the football <laughs> side. I've seen you talk about about NBA, which is kind of why we invited you. We'll get into that. But why don't, for those who don't know, who may be new to so rare because of NBA, why don't you go ahead and maybe tell them a little bit about you, your so rare journey, and uh, kind of why we have you on the show today. Uh, well, yeah, I've been playing so rare since June 2020, obviously on the football side, like you mentioned. Um, and yeah, I've been basically making content since, like, I think the tw- I was making content in general, very, you know, not that it's any, you know, it's much different now, but you know, like <laughs> doing other stuff in a, a relatively small scale. And um, so yeah, I kind of started making content about it right away because I just fell in love with the whole, like, <clears throat> every aspect of the game, the ones that get spoken about all the time, and then the ones that, or maybe the ones that are a wee bit difficult to bring up in conversation in real life, like NFTs and stuff like that. Oh, I yeah. loved, I loved every aspect of what this gives. Like very quickly, like for me, like you know, this is all I can really give you in terms of background, right? because like as soon as I seen this, like it just filled it, it clicked. It just filled, yeah, it just filled so many gaps that were missing in other things that I've enjoyed thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed in my life and played and spent hours and 
and hundreds of pounds on time and whatever. And it just felt like as soon as I as soon as it got explained to me what NFTs were, what the game was exactly, what the issuance on the cards were, the different levels of cards, and the format of it all was a basic premise alone. Because again, I opened my account in June 2020, and at that point, like there was the Belgian league and like six champion Euro teams. Wow. That was pre-MLS and pre-J League. They were like a month or two after I signed up. Um, but it was really still like, you know, I think it was in beta for probably a year after I joined still technically. But I do feel that, I, you know, I was managing number like 860 or something, you know. to get oh, Top 1,000? Let's go. Wow. So, something like that. I, you know, so like, um, so it, there was no, there was no like scales of grandeur like we see today just weren't even there. It was just like, I seen like, oh, wow, if this works, this is going to be brilliant. And there was not even any illusion of the, you know, I could buy this now and it may be worth like bucket tons later, which some of them were, which was fantastic, of course. But it was just more like I would spend money on this. And I think that's great value today for that. And I do appreciate there is only like 800 other people here, 1,000, 2,000. Yeah, that's wild. But still like, yeah, so it grows probably, blah, 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 maybe. Anyway, so that's kind of, for me, I've just been that mad about it from the day I found it, which was like, you know, two and a half years ago or so at this point. And uh, yeah, it's just been a, an emotional roller coaster and a mainly upward trajectory for all involved ever since, to be quite well, frank. Well, let's hope it stays that way too for the rest of us, you know, kind of pick us up on the way up, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, well, yeah, for, for the most part, I think now, like most people I speak to, like you guys and uh, like anyone that comes on the streams and whatever, anyone who's been here for like over a year or so, regardless of what your story or data stuff says, you're having a great time and overall, like if you were to like, throw a bunch of cards away you're probably not doing too bad as a result you know just because everyone does everyone who plays this is mad about it no oh, one's 100%. playing this like a chump you know what i mean <laughs> people make mistakes and things go against you but no one plays this like an idiot no one says oh, i'm just going to make stupid decisions all the time and just spunk money up against the wall <laughs> it you feels I mean? like that like, it can do yeah but no no one's intentionally doing that if <laughs> you know what i mean so we all play it with, with that kind of degree everyone has wins you know like you know, I think yeah. So that's kind of a bit of a, a ramble. Eh? So, oh, but, but it, <laughs> I it's hope a that fair, close it's anyone a, up. Oh, it, it, it's it's <laughs> it's really a fair one because anybody like the ROI on fun, like you just can't like I'm I'm spending my evening after work. You know I could be doing anything else, sitting on the couch watching whatever. But I'd rather sit here and talk to other people about this game that I can't stop thinking about. And I'll get off this and we'll have a long conversation. I'll be tired of talking. I'll sit on the couch and I'll pull up Sora Dad on my phone and. Not even watch the TV. I'll just be on solar data. So it's it's the life. It's the life that we. It's the life that we live, and we're pretty happy with it. But going on, you kind of being there from the beginning, how you were mentioning you first thousand people. That's kind of crazy and cool to say enough as it is. But you've seen what solar has become over the years, and now with NBA, you know, I've heard you talk on your streams how you know you're just super excited about it, and you like really, really see NBA being like a really, really major part of the solar story. I guess you could say like. Why is that? What makes you feel that way? Since I think you've seen it like, um, yeah, sure, man. Like, I, I think like, um, from from minute one, like the, the introduction of all the deployment of everything, and then even like what game week are we in now? Like twenty, thirty odd or something, I mean, twenty three. Yeah. The the agility that the companies, because it's very much a silo. When you listen to the company, it's very much a siloed now organization. You know, so their NBA, so their football, so their MLB. Um, if that makes sense. So this is a this NBA department are like. I'm gonna. I'm kind of. I'm kind of reading between the lines on this, right? Because there was only twenty of them not that long ago, and now there's a full NBA department. I'm gonna go out on a limb and imagine that ninety nine point nine percent of the people in the NBA department have been hired, and they've been hired as basketball related people. You know, from day one, 
And when you can build a whole department from this position that they're in, number one, with all the stuff that goes around it, funding and revenue and everything that they've got going in their favour, I'm sure they've got amazing people in there. And already in NBA, like I say, that agility, like I know there's a bit of frustration there, myself included and many others from like the lack of rare competitions. But yeah, that's another conversation. But the amount that's going on in limited already, little test, little division here, here's a new idea, here's a new... It's been... i say agile is the only word I can really say over and over again. And football has never been agile. Right. That may be be doing them a little bit of a disservice, you know. You're right, though. You're right. It definitely... But I do feel like on NBA, it's very much like... It's very much everyone's going with the flow and we're all like, this is all you know, like fun and everyone's just getting involved in it for the for the best reasons. Whereas in football, it's a bit more like, oh, they've changed the matrix or, oh, there's this new division or, oh, the reward pools are terrible or, uh, you know, whereas from them and from us and everything involved, it just does feel much more, I can't say it enough, agile, you know, like that's the way it's moving. And when you see like how embraced NBA is and even some of the players and ambassadors and all these people that are, of course, on script to talk about it, like it just feels like it will, I can see it very quickly becoming... NBA's equivalent of FPL, for example, like we see in the football okay. side of things, you know, like on the free to play, on the limited level, whatever, because like that's the main reason FPL is what it is, right? Is because they do shows on it on Sky Sports. They do, you know, it's all included in the football watching experience. You know, they all talk about fantasy football and that kind of stuff, and it all kind of integrates with the league itself. You know, it's the official league fantasy thing. And if that's the NBA adoption that Soria get in terms of the company or the the, the organization, as it were then you know we're only we're in year one i was i was kind of calling it year zero on content recently because that's kind of how i feel i think of it as you know i think next year is really year one you know when everyone's got kind of a running start and bugs are worked out and kinks are ironed out and whatever so i think um imagine like in my mind in a lot of ways football's three years old i know it is much long it's much older than that but in a lot of ways it's not much older than that you know imagine nba in three years like I think it will be light years ahead of where football is today, if that makes sense, you know? Well, it's moving faster, um, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of that. And all of those things are kind of what happened in my head when NBA got launched, when all the stuff was happening for that first like 48 hours. And I was just like, I would be mental not to buy a bunch of cards. I did overpay for them and I do regret how quickly <laughs> I bought cards. We don't talk but, about that. Yeah, but here, but here man, I get, uh, I've got a few one-offs. And I've got a bunch of low moments, you know. Yeah, I've got a few. I've got a one-off Malik Monk, mate. I've got a one-off Trey Jones. Really? I've got a one-off somebody else. I've got a Jersey Mint Lonnie Walker Limited, which is well cool, you know. (laughs) 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 And a few rookies and whatever. So, like, hey, it is what it is. I'm in for what I'm in for. What I've spent on the cards is what I've spent on them. I was happy to pay it on the day. And you only get angry when you look at (laughs) Sony. That's why we just don't look at it. Again, the ROI is fun, okay? We, we, don't, we don't pay attention to how much we overpaid. Ugh, who does that? That's the best way to look at it. But, Quinny, as someone who joined, you know, kind of in the top 1,000 for soccer or for football, excuse me, um, did you ever see the platform growing to both baseball and NBA at some point? Or did you kind of look at it at first as kind of just, hey, this is something that could be cool on the football side of things and just kind of see where it goes? I think um, – I, I, I think it's always been kind of mooted in the kind of ether because like you'll never walk alone who's a big Sorare account. He was on another MLB NFT site previously. And even just the discussion of that always just in anecdotes and whatever, it's always kind of in the ether that other sports, NBA Top Shot, of course, how can I not mention that as well, that there is other sports engaging in such activity and like 
you know, like it's the name of the game is, you know, like EA do all the sports, you know, like Panini do all the sports, Tops do all yep. the sports, you know, like there's no, so I didn't really, uh, wouldn't say I thought about it or really would say, oh, I would expect it to happen as such, but it was always something that was kind of around and then before you know it, the speculation, there's rumour, then things happen after, you know, so it wasn't something I paid much mind to, to, to kind of see Alec, no. But, as, yeah. Well, even as far as like the football and basketball, and I know that football is getting like kind of a catch mode now too, which we don't really know how that's going to be. Cause again, like, like you were kind of saying like football, it does feel like it's a little slower, right? Like typically there's games once a week, sometimes there's some midweek action, but it's typically once a week and it feels like things move slower while in the NBA, sometimes, you know, you get three games in a week and then immediately boom, the weekend you're getting another two. And like these L 10s are just constantly just changing and changing. I was like, as far as gameplay, like what are the what are the biggest differences? And I know like I've kind of already heard the rumblings from people on the basketball side that they want to check out football and like they're really interested in like even the offseason or after the World Cup, you know, because both kind of like intertwine a little bit. So they got a little taste of both. Like what would you say the differences are between like both game types? Like that really, really just like stands out. I think if you're going, I think if you're a basketball minded, so rare player playing NBA and you want to do that kind of thing. I think you need to understand that Soria data, as much as I love every single one of them involved in it, I love every I love every facet of the site. Can't speak highly enough about it, but it is significantly less useful for football than it is for basketball. And that's not really any yeah, I would say so. I think for I think for basketball it's better than the Bible, to be honest with you. Like obviously there's <laughs> I'm sure there's other projection services out there, but I and every other football Soria player, I can tell you with almost, you know, there will be exceptions, of course, but 90% or so only use that, you know? Right. And I think, well, maybe, maybe in terms of data, there's no real difference, but I think in terms of how, um, how much people rely upon it. So anyway, if you're a basketball player and you really rely upon knowing this guy's going to get in our three minutes and subsequently his L10 is a bit better or that kind of thing in football, that's like, sorry, I won't tell you that. Like hmm. that's kind of what I mean, I suppose. Like you kind right. of know you can get projected 11s and this kind of thing, but you don't know how many minutes some guys will get. Some guys, you know, injuries in football seem to be much more catastrophic and severe. Uh, for the most point, you know, I've seen guys in basketball get injured, and you know, it's like, oh, they're going to miss three matches. But like you say, that's a game week, you know, load <laughs> management, <Right>. you know, <laughs> and minute management and all that kind of stuff comes. You know, there's a, it's a different sport in that respect, you know. So I think like there is a lot of like I watched a little bit of basketball right early when this came out and tactically in the actual flow of the game soccer football basketball there's a lot of similarities in terms of like i could appreciate a good basketball player like making a run off the ball and right. you know uh you know a, a pass it and football would be offside or something you know but basketball it's not obviously the way they get you know but smart moves and playing into space i can appreciate all that as a really hardcore football fan and basketball fans i'm sure will be able to quite easily do the same thing for football but i do feel that like yeah, if you do rely on raw data and you're not going to watch football, you will not have as good a time probably as me doing the, the, the reverse of that. It's kind of what I'm saying by that. I don't know if I maybe phrased that terribly at the beginning with Soria Data. I feel bad now that I've said that. But, <laughs> but I do feel that Soria Data is so valuable for NBA and I can't really, that's kind of what I'm trying to overstate rather than put any slight on the football side of things, you know. But I think it's so powerful for NBA in my experience to this point. Yeah, for sure. And I, I believe it was either you, I'm not sure if it was you or Jorge that mentioned it earlier, but on the basketball side, it feels like there's really no special competitions for tournaments for rare. Um, they've been really good about cooking out the special ones for both limited and common. Um, I'm only in limited. So to me, it doesn't have a big impact, but the people that play in higher. It's not all about you, Alec. I, I, as I said, to other people that play in higher scarcities, 
um, just kind of on, on Twitter and in the discords and all that too, it feels like that there's kind of growing frustration that they really haven't introduced. I don't think they've introduced anything to rare. Nope. Um, the only one that they did that was somewhat special was over the, over Christmas and over the holidays. But um, do you think that that's something that they'll kind of build on, you know, coming up soon or, you know, what do you think of the reasons that they potentially haven't done that just yet? I think, um, I, I think with them doing all this stuff and like content and uh, like common and limited, that is just like they're, it's, it's them trying stuff out dead easy because there's with comments in particular limited to just a slightly lesser extent there's so many more of them in circulation there's so many more managers to gather data from who how many entries because you can just extrapolate everything backwards you know like if you've got like on average let's say every basketball player's got i'm just going to make a number up 200 limited cards each right and they're all in circulation right now then when you get data from their perspective, I imagine having never worked there, but like once you've done that for <laughs> yeah. limiteds, you can scale that towards rares. Like once we've issued that amount of equivalent rares, how many managers can enter percentage wise, what sort of prize distribution should we offer? Can we offer? Do we need to offer whatever? So I think this is a lot of them just getting a bit of discovery on team submissions and, you know, entrance and board and stuff that I never normally think about until I just it falls out of my mouth like times like the now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just I don't know. It, it's it's really weird to me that they wouldn't, especially with the scarcity difference, where obviously limiteds in football are only a thousand. We're here, the rares are a thousand, there's five thousand limited. So it's like I don't really understand the hesitation on why, because it, it almost feels like if you are playing rare, like you have a good amount of cards. I don't know if it's and you'd think they want to drive the sales for those more like expensive cards too, because obviously so are benefits from that. So it's it's a little confusing why they wouldn't really add these competitions and at least rare, like super rare, unique. I get it. It's a little bit more competitive and like definitely harder to get cards, but rare. Uh, and a lot of people are starting to get a little mad about it. So like, so rare, if you're listening, you better figure it out. Cause uh, <laughs> people are starting to get a little spicy, which yeah, honestly, I don't really pray a rare either. Actually 2023 goal. I will have a rare team. Hopefully within a month or two. Like that new is that is resolution. There it is. New year, new me. All right. Moving up to rare, let's go. I've almost, I've almost won a few. I've almost won a few in champion, but I, I keep losing them the night before. But it's all right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Quinny, do you have any New Year's resolution? What's your so rare New Year's resolution, whether it be basketball or football? Why not? With basketball, I kind of made it before the New Year, and I done it. And I was like, I want to go and get a big card, a big rare, because I feel like uh, I'll tell you this. I don't. Uh, I mentioned it on content at some point, but I say, like, like you said, I'm live all the time, so some stuff. Uh, <laughs> And I hate, I hate repeating myself, and I always apologise in advance in case I'm doing that. So I'm sorry, but um, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a victim of my own habits. But I had, um, so anyway, I looked at my so rare data stats about a month into basketball, and I seen right, okay, I spent about two ETH on day one or day two. How much is it worth now? And it was like an ETH, right? So it's half, right? Okay, brilliant, fantastic. And then I'm kind of looking at, and again, I've pl I've played this game for for two and a half years, so I'm thinking, right, okay, everything was mega high. Day one hype, day two hype, or whatever. Floor comes down, everything crashes down, whatever. Yep. And then there's that kind of settling in period, and then there'll be a wee uptick period, and then who knows? That's then the future, which none of us can predict, right? We try. In that time, I'm thinking I've spent two ETH, I'm down one, right? Can I spend a further ETH that would then appreciate successfully enough to to wash the face of the first two ETH? If I've Ooh. verbalized that, doubling down, yeah. buy the dip. Yeah. Yeah, buy the dip. Sure, that was it exactly. <laughs> now I didn't actually, I didn't actually follow through with this. I didn't execute. I didn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't liquid enough. I was trying to sell some stuff in football, and it didn't move quick enough. Anyway, LeBron James for about a week rare was about point one seven 
point one eight. You can go check us out oh, sorry really? data. About, about five or six of his cards traded down there under point two. And I was going to spend an ETH on everyone I could get my hands on. Oh my god. I don't know what he pri- I don't know what he's priced at today, but I'm guessing it's about point four ish from last time I checked. And uh, uh point three, so, yeah. 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 So what how much? Point three. Point three. Okay, cool. So he's came down a wee bit since last time. But anyway, um, so I seen so anyway, I missed that boat. Um, and I thought, well, I missed that boat. It was point four, and I was like, kicking myself. I wish I'd done that. So anyway, my New Year's kind of resolution was I'm just going to get a guy that I'm of the opinion is going to be good based on the intel that I gather from people and all the rest of it. And I went out and I bought myself a card for point three, which uh just under point four, I beg your pardon. So I went out and got myself a, a Lamello ball. So I thought, I'm going to get a big Ooh, guy in. I want to go and get he, a big guy. He is balling. Yes. Big guy with a big ceiling who's maybe still underpriced. And I think at point four, you know, when I look at other guys that are point six, point seven, I don't think he's really any different to them from my perspective of not like being a basketball guy or whatever. And um, as a guy I can hold for a while, he'll probably win me some stuff as well, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so that's my kind of New Year's basketball resolution is like making, I want to get another, I want to find another one of those um, LeBron moments. I want to find another guy that falls on his face for some reason that I can just go and put some money against and have a nice wee successful flip on. And then I can truly like guilt-free enjoy my NBA like experience a bit better, you know, because going in and putting twos down right away for it to go down to one is, is a kick in the buzz. There's no getting away from it, but, uh, but, but it's getting lemons and making lemonade is kind of where I'm at. So that's my new resolution. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of good thing about, about NBA where it's, you can actually, I feel like you can flip cards faster in NBA because of the L10s. Like it's so much easier for you yep. to, go in and out of cards, buy a guy low. And then it's, I've mentioned it a million times too, that it's cyclical, right? You know, if a guy, if a guy spiked once, he's going to spike again, it's only a matter of time. And if you're smart enough to be like, not be the one that gets caught chasing, which I, the longer you're on the platform, I feel like it gets easier not to, even though I'm still very guilty of it when I'm sitting there watching a game and he's just popping. I was like, I need to buy him. And then I'm like the next day I'm like, well, I could have just waited, but you know, where's the fun in that? Right. We're all Where the here. Where's the fun in that? Alec, what's your genetics? Hey, <laughs> hey, someone make that. A, someone make a sober degeneration X shirt if you're all into wrestling. <laughs> do, do a little, do a little collaboration right there. You'll be rich, I promise. You'll be able to afford whatever sober card you want because I will buy them. Trust me. <laughs> Love it, Alec. What's your what's your New Year's sober resolution? So it's it's kind of lame, and to some extent, I, I didn't get super flashy for it. Um, but as I mentioned, I typically kind of focus my my gallery towards um, limited contender. Um, so I, I've won a couple tier three, some tier four. So I, I, I would love to say tier one, but I, I don't know if I can finish top 10 in that competition. Um, it could happen. I could get someone that pops off, but, um, realistically, I think winning a T2 or a tier two out of that competition, I think would be really cool. Um, I've come somewhat close a couple of times. So just kind of getting over the hump to, to get that, um, would be really cool. Um, the common team still kind of growing from that. So, I guess another one maybe in common champion winning a limited from that would be absolutely awesome. Um, the contender teams won a T1 before, but never actually gotten a limited from that. So um, even if it's, I forgot what um, scares or not what scares is what tiers you can get from champ. But even it's... if it's just a tier five limited, like knowing that I kind of put like built a lineup kind of from scratch to, to put that up. Um, Cause you know, with, I think with, limited and all that or really with all the non-common ones it, it kind of you have to play into your budget you have to play into price and all that but um i think in common it truly just comes down to strategy because everyone has similar cards at this point um it feels like a lot of the lineups everyone's got the same kind of you know top five top six stars so 
it really comes down to just strategy. So for me, just kind of being a, a basketball junkie, knowing that I put together um, one of the better lineups and that would be, would be kind of cool to see. I'm so proud of you, Alec. I can't wait. See, we got it. We get, we do it on the show yeah. every time we, 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 we check in with Alex, you know, we check in with his gallery. Cause you know, he, he doesn't really know what he's, he doesn't really know what he wants yet. Cause he, he's bought a team and then he'll be like, I sold it. I'll be like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, I don't really have over a team. Thanksgiving, and was, then he'll build a it full wholesale. Yeah, that was cool. That and I mean, if, since we've recorded last or after last episode, I sold two more cards, so now I've got about 0.05 to work with to to kind of rebuild this. Um, and that's Ooh. just from selling two cards too, which is um pretty excited about. So I just kind of rode the wave on it. A couple of guys spiked and um, knew they were guys that once their L10 went up, and you know, they, I didn't think they were worth that uh that score anymore. So felt it was a good time to flip and and now I get to kind of kind of build all over again so it's it's fun it's it's that it's cyclical just like you mentioned see you you can make that ETH back don't be scared yeah. by the dip by the dip yep <laughs> oh man listen special special weeklies we're all over the place today we just came back we didn't do an episode for a week whatever under 23 and veteran competitions dude i am so stoked about these i don't i can't wait Oh, yeah. Quinny's excited too. And I know Mate, me and Alex. Look at my gallery. Look at my NBA gallery and then uh, filter by age under 23. And I'm pretty excited about, I've only got eight of them, right? I've not got that many, but I think I've got a five-man team there that can do damage somehow, some way. So you went out You went out and purposely bought a team for this, right? Oh, you already had it? Happy accident, which is my favorite type of accident. <laughs> hey, 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 all right. So 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 what what's what's your lineup then? Do you do you, do you have an idea what you're gonna run already, or you haven't even looked at it yet? Uh, I was gonna see if you. I was gonna try and get a reaction off you, see what you thought of oh, it. But I'll, oh. I'll tell you, what's probably the best four. I've got a few kind of rookies and whatever that might do something. But got that Lamelo Ball that I told you about. Yeah. I've then got Nick Claxton. I've then Ooh, got okay. Nick Claxton's the other. He's the other one of I've got. So one of Claxton. Oh really? One of he- Trey Jones and Benedict Mafurin. That's okay. a solid four, that's isn't a, it? That's a solid card right there. Yep. That is solid. That's a good four, isn't it? That's a team. Yeah, Matherin can pop yeah, up. Yeah, I think so. Matherin's like a good guarantee, like 2030. Good to be Harry trades know? in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I'm not saying that I ran into Harry, you know, in Tennessee or whatever. And then, like, the next day they announced under 23 for basketball. Like, I'm not saying we had anything <laughs> to do with that. All right. But I put it out there, you know, for the world to hear that it's just very convenient that two people from so rare in the States were hanging out with Harry and then. Under 23. Just saying. Just say it. I don't know. Veteran veteran or under 23 for you, Alec? Because I'm leaning more veteran just because I think I'm recently getting into basketball again. So like mm-hmm. I have more of affinity to the older guys now because I'm like, yeah, like, you know, three, four years ago, I was like deep into basketball and kind of fell out a little bit during COVID. But like, I'm back, baby. I'm back. So like all my favorite guys are all old as hell now. So I love yeah. veterans. But Alec, where, 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 are you, where are you kind of focusing? Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of on the flip side of it. I think kind of from, I don't want to say nostalgia because I mean, Steph Curry's only what 33. So it's, it's not like it's from that long ago, but kind of like you mentioned for, for people that haven't been into basketball a ton recently, like all those big name stars that you're used to hearing are going to be perfect for veteran. Um, but kind of like me, I mean, we were talking about college basketball last night and I mean, one of the things that I love about it is, is you can kind of see these guys in college, you can see these up and coming stars. So um, you know, having kind of some of the knowledge of these newer guys in the league. Um, but then even having a guy like Jason Tatum, who I'm pretty sure has just turned 21 or he's something still very young. He's U23. Um, <laughs> he is 23. Oh, damn. Okay. He's U23. 
Uh, he's like right on the cusp, though, right? Because he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's trying to find his actual age here. Yeah. Oh, is he 24? Oh, he is. He's 24, guys. Scratch that. He is 24. Ignore Jason Tatum. As um, March 2nd. Yeah, that, that was oh. tough. For for the longest time, it was Jason, or I guess it was when, uh, oh, it was Tyler Hero who I was thinking of when the Heat were in the bubble. And it's like, if they win a championship, Tyler Hero still can't even drink in the locker room with his teammates. But um, it happens in football it's, all the time. Yeah, like it's it's fun to see that. So I don't know. For for me, I'm kind of excited for that because it's just kind of more of the strategy. And it's these are guys that I've been watching for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean, even on the veteran side, like there's some big, big names that you can still throw in lineups, and it just you could kind of get away with nothing really changing from your veteran lineup aside from one to two players compared to you know what you throw in champion or contender to. I, I honestly didn't even realize how many old guys I had until I like looked and I was like, oh. I have a type. Yeah. I didn't even know it. <laughs> like, like I, I love the young guys, but like, they're just so inconsistent for me. Like even like looking mm-hmm. through the data, like, yeah, they have upside sometimes, but like, dude, they're just so inconsistent. And I can't have that. I can't win rewards when you're projecting 40 and you bang a, a 19. I, I can't, I can't deal with that. I don't need that stress right. in my life. You know, some of these like older guys, like you, you put out a Horford, you know what you get from Al Horford. All right. You are you know, getting exactly his L10, nothing more, nothing less, but you know you are getting that night yeah. in and night out. And there it As is. As he puts on the Celtics hat. I love it. Also, I just love that, like, you're obviously, like, a big, like, you know, like, Celtic fan just over there. For the- <laughs> yeah, honestly, why weren't you even wearing that? You should have you been wearing that from the beginning. This is the basketball show. Sorry, man. So do, do you have a lot, do you have a, do you have, like, a Boston stack? Like, do you, like, go out and collect a bunch of Boston cards? Not really. I've got a few, yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a Marcus Smart. I was told he was Defensive Player of the Year last year. So you want got, another one? Because I'm trying to sell mine. <laughs> uh, I've got a limited under here, so uh, maybe. He, don't he, has, he hasn't been hitting it. I'm upset. Ah, uh, well, I kind of like him. I think his L10 is kind of caught up to him a bit, but he was under 30 L10 for a while, and he can do 40s. You know, that's okay. He's just a Defensive er, Player. I think every time I sit him, he pops off. When I throw him in. He does the exact opposite. So I'm just over it. Like, ready to get rid of it. Gone. Bye. Enough. See you. I've got a Sam Hauser and a Blake Griffin as well at rares. And uh, uh limited. I've got a Derek White as well. I think I've got a Horford Common or something. Hey, I got it. I got I got Horford's jersey mint. Hey. Ooh. Hey. Ooh. That's, I want that's a like... Tatum, but it got too expensive. Oh, I can I can only imagine. That's a that's one of the, that's one of the, and I've, I've started to notice that cause I've, I'm kind of a sucker for low cereals. Like I always try to get, like, I will definitely pay a premium for a low cereal before I do for XP, which just shows how bad of a silver player I am, but whatever. I like what I like, you know, <laughs> I like what I like, but in basketball, it is so hard to find low cereals. And I have no idea. I don't know if it's like the top shot crowd or whatever, but yeah, like it is a lot harder for me to like find low cereals at like a good price than it is like anywhere else like in football i could scoop them up all the time no problem with like paying a premium but yeah they're never listed i've tried to send offers out before never hits and i've just i've I've given up at this point i feel like part of that is though also because of the top shot community which is cool to see that they're i mean not only coming on the platform but kind of being active on it too um could because you know on that side on on top shot it's it's strictly kind of the nft side but on you know on sora you obviously get the utility to play um, actually use those cards too. So I wonder if, if that has something to do with kind of the, all the low scarcities being, you know, bought up right away and, and kind of not really being relisted. Maybe. I wonder, I wonder. I've if... not sold any cards. Really? There was a bunch of people in me that bought stuff. I've not sold one NBA card. Is, are you, are you just accumulating or are you just haven't really found a deal or? 
a bit of both. Like I'd, I'm kind of open on my limiteds to selling any spikes that come, but I'm never really checking for them coming and then like going, oh, it's now sell this guy today. You know, I'm never right. really doing that. But sometimes I check in, I think, oh, that guy's went up a bit. Maybe I should do something. Then I think, nah, play him. <laughs> Just <keep him. laughs> You know, what's the point? It's only like, you know, whatever. It's unlimited. I've spent 50 quid on. It's now worth 30 quid. So yeah, just keep it, you know. Like, <laughs> he was hey, a tenner last week, you know. Maybe I'm happy about that. Maybe I'm not, you know. But <laughs> that's kind of, yeah. I don't understand how Alec does it. Because at the beginning, I was selling everything. And then I, ran, I hit a wall where I was like, okay, well, I don't have enough L10 guys. So I started scooping up a bunch of stuff. Now, like, I just, I feel like I either I can't find the right combination or I'm just, I'm like, I've, I don't have that middle ground. I have too many low L10s that are never going to smash. And then I have too many players that, that have like just over time just gone up. Like, that is the saddest thing when you're rocking a guy for like three, four weeks and he's just killing it in your lineups and Mr. Reliable. And then his L10 just gets way too high. And it's just like, it pains you because you can't play him anymore. Like that breaks my heart, and then I don't sell them, and then his price tanks, and then I can't sell them. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I went from selling to not selling. Now I want to sell again, and I'm like, oh god, what if I sell and I need him again? Like I'm just like PTSD. I'm like, oh god, what if I have no cards again? So I don't know. Props to you, Alec. I feel like I feel like Quinny's onto something here with not selling anything. Yeah, I mean, I really only sell the ones that I know I can easily replace, and it's because their price went way up. Um, like I sold Dennis Schroeder today. I won him as a reward. So to me, that was just kind of like he had a, he, his L10 was 23, 24, and he scored 53 points, um, in one of the game weeks. So I knew his price would go up from that. And I mean, I knew once his L10 went up, it wasn't really going to be worth that much. So I was like, I might as well flip it for something there. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've been riding Jaden Ivy for the past couple weeks here and, um, he, yeah, big, oh, big yeah. Jaden Ivy fan, Quinny. I've, uh, yeah, I've caught. I've caught at least two of these shows um, on, I can't remember if it was podcast or YouTube. I've definitely caught at least two of these shows and I've been, I've got Jaden Ivey and I've been looking at his, I've got a limited because mm. I buy a lot of, I try and buy a lot of rookies. That's kind of, I don't know much about basketball, right? As you can tell, obviously, <laughs> but I know rookies are good and I know that mm. year one stuff is good. So that feels like a nice, timely opportunity where mm-hmm. and again like i kind of you're talking about some of these guys i kind of fell into one or two of them like Jaden ivy like jalen duran i picked him up because he was oh, a jalen cheap rookie Durin. who was yeah. just playing you know that was all i was looking for cheap rookies to play i got him i get christian braun um these oh, are limited like the denver yeah yeah and uh sochan uh i paid like 22 quid for him i don't know if that's good or bad these days um Jaden ivy i did get uh, quite a low serial on him actually number 11 uh but i paid 80 quid for it um, but yeah, rookies that played is kind of one of my um, one of my types. Well, that's yeah. that's definitely. I know I try to scoop up rookies. Like if I can find like a cheap, cheap, cheap one, like I'll definitely try to scoop them up because that's a, that's kind of a cool thing about basketball is that like a rookie will come in, he'll ride the bench for a little bit, he'll never get minutes, and all of a sudden, year two, year three, he just pops up out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, you're sitting in a really, really good spot. And I mean, honestly, especially with the limiteds, they're kind of super cheap. That like. What's a, what's a little flyer here and there, you know, once a week, pick up a couple of rookies and huh, if it works, it works. And if not, Hey, maybe we get underdog competitions again. Cause uh, so very loves their competitions. They love giving us spicy new things. So yeah, you know, you never know. There, there's so much, there's so much usage for all. I think so is doing a really, really good job at that. Like they're, they're really trying to give almost every card utility, which is really, really mm-hmm. cool, which in theory really kind of keeps us from really losing value in our sober galleries, which is, so it has to know is really, really bad. So, hey, buy, buy your rookies, Quinny. Buy them all. Buy them all. 
I want to see him. I want to see him blow up. I want to see your gallery. Of, I want you to get that ETH back. I can't stop thinking about that ETH. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. like he needs to get that ETH back. <laughs> like I'm so I'm so concerned about that ETH now. That's all I've been thinking. I'm like, oh man, Thank like, you, you got to get that ETH. No one else is concerned for me, so thanks a lot. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. But you know, if, I, if I could throw, if I could throw a shout out there, as it were, limited rookies, right? The number one guy anyone's talking about, Pamela Banchero, his limited goes between fifty and sixty quid. But his L10 right is down at 34. He's kind of stinking now. Is it that low you know? right now? He's had a couple rough games recently, yeah. And I think it's going to come down to maybe a wee bit more, you know? So, nice wee, talking about a wee, a wee cheeky rookie limited. Yeah, I'm down. A, Would you say his favorite yeah, for rookie of the year at this point? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think so. M- M- year one rookie of the year. Feels like a good card to pick up for 50 quid. Yeah, yeah. being that that's, uh, I paid double that. Yeah, that's a great price. <laughs> that's a real great price brother i'll tell you right now that is a fire sale if i've ever seen one. Oh, i might i might have to double down and buy another one kind of get my money back on the way up i actually you know what that is a good shout thanks for coming on this show and shouting out paolo bancaro my magic player rookie of the year who is at a great price right now there's your trade of the week pick them up huh. get, get your card get your paolo bancaro yeah no 100 matherin matherin is probably close second which you have him too which is close second, but he's he's kind of riding the bench right now. He's 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 kind of going for the rookie six man of the year, you know. Yeah, he, for a little bit he was he was winning. Uh, he was first in both rookie of the year and sixth man of the year, and then Paulo started playing well. But yeah, I mean he'd be he'd be a solid guy that as a rookie could potentially win sixth man of the year. So that'd be a very cool year one card to have. Nice. I, honestly, most of these most of these cards like year with their little year one like first edition like those tags <laughs> on those cars they are just. They're so, oh, they're so juicy. Like, I just, I just see them. I'm like, how could you not want that? Like people that come in for season two, they're going to look at that and they'll be like, I don't want this stupid new card. I want the year one. Like not even like whether you're accumulating because you just want a big gallery, you want to play for five years or not. These cards next year, timestamp it, clip it, whatever. They're (laughs) going to be worth so much next season because of the, well, I guess the XP should be the same, but dude, first year one editions, come on. In basketball cards, which would love to see that, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm excited. See, I'm and I think excited. we're going to get some really good year one editions as well. They promised us action shots as well of some type. And yeah, where are they? So, Hello, you know. So that so? could be really some really cool stuff. And again, like you guys will know us from football as well. But how many people spend over the odds to get a year one edition Morioka or Vanakin or something like that? You know, like people do that. Or even NBA like, in three or four years' time, whoever the Vanakin is, you know, whoever Lord Vanakin is in NBA, there'll be people who, that want a year one, you know. Who, who would that Alec? Who would you say that is right now? Like, who's like, I guess Luca, I guess a year one Luca. Because right now, if you don't have Luca and Champ, like, you're not who's that guy, guy. Y- yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Luca's probably one. I mean, I feel like honestly, any of the stars, like, for a year one or the, the younger ones, at least, I mean. Like LeBron James would be a very, very cool card to have, but he's probably only got, I, I, I want to say at most three more years in the league. And that still might kind of be pushing it. So um, from a super long-term utility one that doesn't have a ton, but LeBron James is also one of the best basketball players of all time. So like to not only own that card, but it's a year one, two makes it cool. Um, but yeah. I mean, even Agreed. like a Steph, a Giannis, Luca, um Jokic if he potentially wins three straight MVPs to have it's his never been done right card, I don't think so no I think he'd be the first one to do it there's um, one so, I mean if, if he did that to have a year one of that would be 
incredible. So yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some big names that that are cool to have a sower, but especially you put that little year one on the bottom, and it's just it's perfect. Which which you could almost say Jokic is in the running to really actually win the third one. Like not even like oh whatever. Like are they going to vote him or not? Like it's it's almost becoming pretty clear that he might be the guy. And whether the NBA, there's all these rumblings of like oh the NBA will never let him win three in a row. Blah 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 blah. Like bro. Just give it to him. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's no offense, McMahon. Cool that runs see. the place. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. I, did, I need to start watching wrestling again. I haven't watched it. wrestling videos. references, eh? <laughs> yeah, dude. Quinny hops on all of a sudden. We're wrestling fans again. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> anyway, well, once, once Quinny gets that one ETH back, right, he can go ahead and throw him in the auction market, which now has automatic bidding. I'm not a fan. Alec, no. I know we can't. No, I'm not. Are you? Do you think it's good? I, I'm overall a fan, 100%. Um, Why? As an, as an initiative and a development, I think it's fantastic. Because, like, I love a 2 a.m. snipe better than anyone. Right? Oh, yeah. I love waking up mm-hmm. in the wee hours of the morning and getting that wee one-minute bid in. I We've know, all set alarms. <laughs> I know. And I, can, I don't mind saying this. is a basketball podcast. Not many football people listen to this, right? But I'll tell you this, right? On football... The way my card works, yours may be a bit different, right? But if I press place bid at one minute, eight seconds before the thing finishes, my bid will clock in at what exactly one minute. And I know that there's a very, no matter what time of day it is, wherever you are, there's a very low probability you're going to get that email from Soraya, um within one minute <laughs> sending you about bid. <laughs> so, uh, so if I'm going for a real snipe, that's how I snipe it, you know, and I love it. Right. And I've had some great cards I've picked up waking up at three in the morning, five in the morning, whatever, to go and pick them up UK time, of course. Maybe that's, oh, that's a bit that's more sneaky. convenient for you. But yeah. That's... But in basketball, like in basketball, it's not it's having an American audience for a start, right? So right. like it's you know, people don't want to be tied to their phones all the time. It's not one of these things where like it's very frustrating when that happens. So, like sometimes you'll put a max bid in, as you guys will know from football, you'll say, right, that card's worth point two. The last bunch of them have went for point two. I'm just going to bid point two now. Then no one else will bid because everyone wants a deal. That's not a deal. And then somebody gets you right at the last minute still and you've not paid attention to it and you've missed it and you're raging. And you know you would have paid another bid or something. And you're right. like, oh, you know. And I think that it, the main innovation is so rare to try to push and need to push is customer experience. And people having to be chained to their phone because in the eBay what which is what this mimics really? you don't get chained to your phone for a for an auction you know like you set it at your max and you walk away you get it for the best price possible and that is what it is it's a fair marketplace in that respect um so I think overall like, I think it's a great innovation um I do love a snipe as I say but um yeah I, I think it's good. Yeah I mean I, I do think it is cool to kind of it doesn't force you to be by your phone or your computer to to place these bids but it it does kind of feel like eliminate the snipe completely almost because oh, people will just kind of put whatever that base price is and then it kind of but there's a bit of reverse psychology it, to it as well because like yeah if I because it is your lowest bid so what have you said it your is max? all mind games now right uh-huh. and then someone needs to <laughs> take you to your max or think that oh I'm still gonna get and then when you think you're doing something to being sneaky and then you think right I'll put my max bid as this just to ah oh, I know this guy's probably bid more and they haven't. And then all of a sudden you're on his top bid and you might be like, oh, you know, so like you say, I think psychology maybe comes into a wee bit more of who bids quickly and who gets it locked mm-hmm. in and whatever, you know. Well, that's that's another thing too. And like, yeah, the, the snipe is gone, which really sucks because I'm the same way. Like I, I've, I've grown to be pretty patient and like, I won't really like, 
YOLO into things anymore. So like, if I don't get something at the price that I want, like I can wait. Cause I know yeah. eventually someone will just want to get out or something will happen and it'll eventually come down a little bit. And if it doesn't, well, you can't win them all. But, but in theory, with people placing max bids and all of a sudden that last minute someone comes in and just like snap, like outbids you, you're going to continue to push it because one, you've been holding on forever. You thought you had won it forever. Now you're out of it. Now you're getting into a battle with someone. Realistically, with those auctions starting to like pump up and people just you know, almost like being like petty with each other and like kind of pushing each other, like seeing like who really pumps up should realistically, but the law of elasticity should bring the floor price with it of the market value, which technically pumps up the price i think maybe i could be wrong but that's the way that i see it i'm like in theory it should bring up the the prices of everything with it a little bit even though you can't really catch a deal anymore yeah i think at the very least it raises the floor a little bit whether or not it brings it up significantly enough where you're noticing a a full price difference but kind of some of the dips that you'll get at the auctions at 2 a.m 3 a.m kind of all that i think those the dips to those i think will be a little bit higher but I mean, yeah, it does kind of bring in that that psychology part where it's like, okay, like this is what my normal max bid would be, but because there's less people bidding, do I still go for that? Do I think it's going to be a little less? Because, I mean, there's nothing worse than waking up to that email from Sawyer saying you've been outbid for blank card. And it's like, I mm-hmm. swore that was a good one, like that this was the one I was going to get it. So like to see that email would be tough, but I mean, to set a bid for it and knowing that you could have gone a little bit higher but because you, you know, you didn't set your max bid that much, or I think just kind of makes it tough and really a, a big mind game for it for sure. But why don't you just set your max bid that high then? If you're willing to go that little bit higher, just set your max bid that high. And if someone you, outbids you, they outbid you, you know? Because you don't know you want to bid more until someone outbids right. you last minute and you're pissed. You didn't, you didn't, then that's you not your max bid, is it? <laughs> you didn't know it was Even your if max someone bid. Someone overpays, losing bid. a card is never fun. Your max bid when your emotions are running hot is completely different than your rational. I've been on Sora Data for five hours and this is my max bid. Completely two different things. Emotions <laughs> running high. Emotions running hot. It's going to happen. I can already see it. And like, I just, it kind of popped in my head right now. What's stopping everybody from going, waiting till the last second to see what the max bid is, and then having everybody rush the door, you know, like five elephants trying to fit through a garage door all at the same time, just like squeezing in and get that last bid. And all of a sudden you bid way higher than you intended to because everyone was just trying to squeeze through that door at the same time. It's a very good point. Like, it's like mind games. They are just, oh man, I, I don't know. On, on the surface, I'm like, I guess I'm mixed about it, but only time will tell, right? There's, there's really, it's really on, only one way to know. We're just I think it increases the value of rewards as well. Because like if, so. if if like yeah, so if some of these like sniping opportunities do disappear, and particularly maybe for some cards, because again, a great thing from the NBA, maybe not great for me and you, right? But for them, in terms of again, how can agile all kind of feels? As soon as a guy's injured, you're not getting a card. He's not getting auctioned until he's playing again. Basically, is my experience mm-hmm. of it. Like a mellow ball. If you look at his rare counts, very low compared to other players, you know, because yeah. he was injured at the beginning of the season. Um, so. Um, so with that, see year one, all of these allocations are not going to get satisfied, you know, of a thousand of 10, you know, it's, it's not happening, you know, so um, depending on, uh, you know, the desire and the market and whatever, like if auctions are that tough to get that auction price, because uh, <clears throat> in football, in particular, in basketball, I think this is quite apparent as well, but like the secondary market and auctions are totally different. Like if there's an auction, you can really get that card for any price, depending on a lot of random factors that you don't right. have a clue about yet. But on the secondary market, 
that's not the case. There's very clear guidelines and protocols around pricing and negotiating for cards and whatnot, you know? Um, so the the less kind of freedom you have there for like a random card to maybe just slip under the radar because, but again, the psychology will come into it because if, if like you think I'm a whale, right, and I'm hoovering up all the best cards, because again, with automatic bidding, a key factor in this will be who bids first. Because when you sure. bid first, you set max bid. And if the max bid you set is 200, then I can't set a max bid of 200. They'll tell me to go away and do something else, you know, <laughs> come back with more money. <laughs> so <laughs> if you see I've bidded and you're, what are you going to assume my max bid is? Again, we're kind of, I've kind of, I've kind of took this in a circle, I'm sorry. But that's for the, again, that's the kind of psychology of it all. But anyway, but then when you've got a reward, you've then got so rare data, Secondary market information and then the primary market information is probably going to correlate and align much more because sometimes the secondary market will hold a card, you get a run of auctions, and uh, this kind of happens because right. people aren't aware. Maybe the auctions have been turned back on. Maybe you guys were sleeping. Maybe I was awake, vice versa, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that means then when you get a reward, you've got a much more clearer picture of what you can do with it in the market in terms of selling it or trading it. Hmm. See, I know, I know where to look at it. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's gonna be. I get. See, now you're changing my mind. I'm like, okay, this might be good, but <laughs> it may I think, be. at the end of the day, I'm just salty because I can't snipe things. That's that's it. I, I I'm, I'm a big I'm a big <laughs> trader. Like I I love trading. I love watching things and setting price targets on silver rare data and just wait for something to but come again, down. Like Jorge, I can see you going on Twitter, like, and you know, you, you just need to put a bid on something, and you just need to say, I've put max bid of ten thousand dollars on this come at me and then yeah and then try me you know <laughs> and you may have put a max bid of you know 100 quid on it or something oh, i'm just obviously exaggerating now but you know like you know you could even pump it up a wee bit in that respect and I, like, like i say if, if if you're the first bidder that's going to be such a big part of it i think you know like and if people think jorge's mad for that guy jorge's been waiting for that super rare to come out or that rare or that limited he's stacking them up or whatever there goes there goes my it, chance it, to get a ball ball then maybe then maybe people yeah people just walk away and they leave you to it then maybe that's how you get the the snipe is because people think oh, well, there's no point getting into a bidding war here because it's not going to go cheap with this guy bidding on it see you know? you're gonna you're gonna have to be careful yeah. on your streams now you're you're over there everybody's watching you work see i'll, I'll work on the side you know what i'm saying I have a, a little sneaky over here you know what i'm saying Quinn's <laughs> like oh yeah i'm on live stream all the time this is exactly what i'm doing all the time it, don't like people that play call of duty or something get stream sniped all the time it's gonna be the same thing they're gonna be like like nellis dude Good luck getting a new Parejo, dude. They're gonna they're gonna pump you, they're gonna pump you through the roof, bro. Well, you want that Parejo, you ain't getting it now, brother. Trust me. You're getting stream sniped. Ugh. Mate, it happens to me all the time. See, anytime I go anywhere near a Celtic card, people just want to bend me over. Like it happens all the time, honestly. Do, do you notice like the same people too? Um, no, it's not, it's more secondary market. So if somebody transfers all these Japanese players, when I'm going to people in a secondary market, going, Oh, hey, open to a trade, or you know, what you up to they, they, you know, they know the guy's going to Celtic already, and if they, if if they don't oh. know my account, they'll look at it and see, oh, this guy's loaded with Celtic cards, and then it's like, ah, well, charge top dollar. Like, not to take us in a football chat, so I'll only tell a story very briefly. <laughs> but Haksabanovic only has one super rare, right. and the guy was trying to sell it for four ETH or something, and I was saying to him, listen, I think he could be good enough to be a four ETH card, right? But there's no way I'm paying four ETH for a, a card that's a rotation player because he has a rotation player at Celtic. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, every player rotates a Celtic, you know. Uh, it says, I just can't do it. But there's only one of them, and he thinks maybe he's got a good chance of getting it out of me. Anyway, somebody else got it off him in a trade. Really? 
Wow. For around that market value as well, no less. And he's since which time he's not really played as well because he's had an injury and the World Cup happened and whatever. Well, there but, you go. Um, Silver lining. But, um, but yeah, so like I, I, I know that feeling, you know, as well. If people see you coming and they think, oh yeah, you'll pay anything for this. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, just just to be clear, newsflash, I no longer really enjoy the Orlando Magic or Orlando City Soccer Club. So I don't like them anymore. So if I come for those cars at a cheap price, you can sell them to me because I don't like them anymore. PSA, just say all the all the magic players are really bad. Just send them to him. Oh, yeah, just dude. To get whatever you whatever you'll take for him. Yeah. Just get them off your Mickey roster. Send them to him. Yeah. Like Hello Bancaro, not gonna win rookie of the year, bro. Terrible. Yeah. Just sell, just sell him to you. We said yeah. rookie of the year. No, he's he's no. he's done. I was just pumping my bag so I can get out. You know what I'm saying? Just just tank tank the floor. Tank <laughs> he's the floor. actually <laughs> retiring as of now, first reported by us. Um, don't look that up to, for other sources, but yeah, just get dump those cards now to us and we'll be all set. Sources, trust me, bro. Yeah, exactly. Oh, trust me, man. (laughs) Dude, trust me, dude. Well, this has been a great time, Quinny. I appreciate. Yeah, I hope it was fun. You know, wasn't just stepping out. I just we needed we needed to pick your brain because it's 2023. It is a new year. Silver has already hinted that they have so many plans, so many things they want to do. We are excited for it. Oh, I just, oh God, it's a new year. We didn't do, we didn't, we should like skip more weeks. I'm like hyped today. I'm just like, oh, I'm ready to go. I'm full of energy. Double energy. <laughs> oh, double the energy. It's that load management. You know, I had, I had to get, yeah. I had to get, I had to sit on the bench and arrest these legs. You know what I'm saying? Got to get your mind right. Got to get my that's mind right. Well, that, that's the thing with basketball is I've tried to get myself across all, but the, the content from everyone's been great as well. Like I've like, um, like I said before, we were talking about Jaden Ivy and whatever. It's great. Um, like I, me as an outsider, especially to basketball, like I love tuning into it, and I don't really always get everything that people are talking about <laughs> and whatever. But I will very so I've seen this to Laird, I think somewhere. I'm sure it was Laird, maybe somebody else. But for me now, NBA is is kind of it's so rare NBA, I should say, is like a kind of hobby for me. Like it doesn't right. it doesn't stress me out in any way. I don't spend any, you know, like oh, basketball. Oh, I can't believe they lost last night, or you know, whatever. Um. So I quite like listening into stuff and I can, you know, I, I listen to it and I, I say, I don't always get everything, you know, but it's not like football where I'm really listening to maybe player names that might come up or, you know, statuses and stuff or whatever. I can kind of like just enjoy the chat and just loosely what everyone's kind of going on about. And, oh, this guy is actually going to start. Oh, cool. Like I heard them um, on somebody's stream. Like I had a, a Christian Braun Limited already, but I heard on somebody's stream, I forget which one it was. Um, that the Denver Nuggets had a bunch of injuries, and I thought, cool. Yep. Well, I know a rookie that might play, and I'll just go and get him now. <laughs> I went and got a rare for like uh, I don't think it was that bad a price. It was one of my latest purchases, but so again, just I'll just I just like to listen to it all and absorb it. And I think uh, the vibe from everyone, you know. So if I, but I'm in a roundabout way. I'm getting to say thanks for having me on, like because um, uh, it's it's going to be a big year ahead on NBA, and I don't know. I've not done enough basketball content. You know, uh, I'd right. like to do a wee bit more, but part of my problem is, is I don't know much about basketball, um, so I can only <laughs> talk right. about the sore air part of it. You know, either the guy can put the ball in the hoop or not. <laughs> That's all you gotta know. Is he tall? Can he can can he make buckets? There you get it. It's 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 simple. Oh, here by the way, here's one fees, right? Is Quinny doing card swaps? So I don't know if I'm doing card swaps. <laughs> but what I was gonna say is uh, probably the hype thing, right, for this year. A big hype thing will be. Uh, this French guy, he's coming over for next season, isn't he? Victor. Oh, Wembenyama. Wemby. Yeah. yeah, he's coming for next season, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll be fun. It's Wemby season. The uh, Detroit Pistons yeah. and Charlotte Hornets—they might be uh, on their way down here. We are at the half. We're just about halfway of the NBA season, so uh, 
I, that's another thing. Things are about to get really, really spicy when teams decide to kind of shut it down and kind of go for that Wembenyama. It's gonna, it's gonna be very, really interesting to see these superstars take a lot more long. <laughs> people want him, eh? I can see people down in twos for him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's a real thing. Like tanking <laughs> for like number one draft picks and like lottery picks, like get those top draft. It is a real thing, and we'll probably start to see it here in the next couple of weeks that the teams that are kind of just so throwing cool. the towel early and uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of really go for the it's, it's Wemby watch. There's a lot of teams on Wemby watch right now. And uh, <clears throat> the magic might be one of them, but uh, whatever, dude. Well, how many so football teams would you say to like, here, if you get relegated, you'll get the next Messi, 18 year old guy. There's no relegation. So like, <laughs> oh, but you know, same kind of, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's unspoken. It's like nobody admits it. Nobody's really gonna be like, oh yeah, we're we're throwing it in the towel, but it's 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 there. It's a, you'll you'll see it. Even if you don't, you'll see it. It'll be. It's just kind of it's fun. frowned upon. It's it's not. Yeah. It's not like Mark Cuban kind of hinted at it one year in the NBA, sent him a big fine, and he's like, we, we didn't do it. Like, <laughs> guy was hurt. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what? Freak knee injury, warming up in the or walking off the team bus to get to the facility today. Can't play. Sorry. Like, oh well. Flipped out the pole. The injury the status news is a bit shaky, isn't it? Eh? Some uh, yes. they're a bit um they're a bit uh, poetic, aren't they, with some of these descriptions mm-hmm. of things oh, yeah. and and whatever. Like never seen people recover from hamstring injuries so quick, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> you have it you have it tweaked back and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're spinning off, you know, and dribbling one v one versus guys like two days later, like, mm, I want that doctor. Whatever they're yeah. giving them, give me some of that. I'll tell you. I can't get out of bed. Yeah, yeah, uh, the guy and he got a hamstring strain. I'm thinking, oh man, that's the six weeks he may, he could be out for. And it was like he was playing the next game week. Like, what, the, what happened to his hamstring? <laughs> hamstring strain must mean something different in basketball than it does in football, you know, or something like that. Anyway, I forget. It means he didn't feel like playing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that means. You know what is it? The the, the soft tissue injury. What what's what's the other one? Uh oh, flu like symptoms. That's a good one. Yes, flu like oh, symptoms yeah. is always a good one. That's a good one. Oh, illness wow. yeah the the basic yeah. ones yep just uh ate some pizza last night uh can't can't really had mushrooms on it <laughs> yeah. so i can't really uh play basketball this week uh sorry well, guys Michael Jordan joke. yeah it is now that's good i got it you know i've seen now uh, that documentary i got the pizza joke <laughs> yeah. oh the last dance oh yeah yeah, yeah. seen that yeah good, good quality basketball watch anyway alec do you have any, do you have any more questions anything you want to address no, all good. We are. Uh, thanks for coming on. I know it's late across the pond, so definitely appreciate you coming on and uh, and spending time with us here. Yeah. Any, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to promote? Anything you got going on? Anything you got coming up? Anything cool? I know you started a new RTG series. Uh, yeah, so I've got a new story of Road to Glory series on the channel for the football side of things coming out every Wednesday. Um, and yeah, but basically 23,001 on any social media is basically i'll put all my stuff out against every uh, everywhere that i possibly can and uh yeah like that, that's basically it. nothing especially to pump just uh yeah if you uh, if you had a good time listening just uh try and find me <laughs> and follow me somewhere yeah, he, he's, he's always live you can't miss him so it's fine it's fine everything's fine yeah. just open up youtube and boom there he is every time never fails <laughs>